0: At the very beginning of the war between Russia and Ukraine, there was an image that became very popular among Ukrainians. As you probably know, many Ukrainians are Orthodox, some are Roman Catholic, but most Ukrainians revere iconography, the ancient Russian and Ukrainian art of projecting spiritual images, beautiful ones of people, holiness, Well, a new icon arose in Ukraine, and it was an icon of what they called Saint Javelin. Now, javelin is a shoulder-mounted missile-launching device, not a person. It's a weapon. But it just so happened that the javelins that were in possession by the Ukrainian army at the beginning of the war were perhaps the only thing that kept Russia from overrunning The entire country. Ukrainian soldiers were able to launch them at Russian planes and therefore deprive Russia of air superiority over Ukraine, which it still has not been able to achieve. You might think it's a strange thing or even a little bit sacrilegious to create an icon or a holy image out of something as venal, as an instrument of war. But you see, for Ukrainians, It was these javelins that were their protector. It was this weapon that was their savior. The former Soviet Union was a family of countries, not necessarily a happy family, but one nonetheless where people living in it from different cultures and backgrounds and languages and histories were bound together in a common political system. Of course, it was held together through oppression, But two of the closest former Soviet republics in terms of history and culture were Russia and Ukraine. But now here was this family turned one on another, the big brother picking on the little one, a division emerging within the family. And the only way for the people in Ukraine to prevent themselves from being overrun by this bully was through weapons, through division, through a sword. The passage that we hear today from the Gospel of Luke is one that disturbs many people, many Christians, because it isn't a particularly nice message. We like to concentrate on the God of love, and indeed love is what is preached in this church each and every Sunday, and it's the principle and the action that we try to live out through our lives that is fundamental to our faith. But what Jesus is offering here is a new insight into love, a slightly darker side. He tells the people who are listening that they should not expect him to be the one who is bringing peace. No, I tell you, I bring not peace, but rather division. In the version of this story in the Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus says, I bring not peace but a sword. The message is clear. A sword cuts things in two. Peace is what brings people together. Jesus, of course, goes on to say that families will be divided, fathers against sons and sons against fathers, mothers against their daughters, families torn apart. But you see, what he's saying here isn't that he is coming to rend families apart or to bring swords into the world, he's simply acknowledging who we are as human beings. We are people who sow our own divisions. We are people who build our own swords. We are people who bring conflict and injustice into the world, and what Jesus is saying is that he is not going to be the one who comes and blesses all of that mess that we bring into the world. No. Rather, when there's someone who is being picked on, when there are people who are oppressed, when there is someone who is in need of justice, he will be on their side. He will take sides. He will engage in division for the sake of those who are being persecuted. And that is the only way you can really love someone is by being by their side when that's what they need most. You know, there are images all across the Bible of violence and division, of conflict and strife And it's one of the reasons that many people like us who live in polite societies, sometimes look at the Bible and find it to be an anachronistic document, something that doesn't really speak to what our values are today. But you see, it's only possible to have that perspective when you're sitting in a comfortable place. It really takes that moment in your life when you yourself know that you are being wronged when you are suffering injustice, when you are the one in need of some help to understand what this message means. When you are at your darkest hour, you understand what those psalms of lament and revenge actually mean and feel like. When you are the one being deprived of your rights, you want a savior who is going to come and bring a sword and fight on your side. When your country is being attacked, you understand to be a God of protection and not one of peace, because peace means oppression. There's a reason these messages are in the Bible. There's a reason that Jesus says that he brings not peace, but division in the Gospel of Luke. And that is because peace without justice is no peace at all. We cannot have peace in our personal lives, we cannot have peace in our community, in our city, in our country, or in our world, when there are people who are suffering. Rather, we need to stir up our lives, change our systems, bring a little bit of division into it, so that we can have a more equal society, one in which we treat everyone the same, as a child of God. And when that isn't happening, yes, we need a little bit of division. We need the waters to be troubled. Many of you might be familiar with the Sikh religion. And you might recall that on the Sunday after, or actually it was the very last Sunday of the Obama presidency, we had an amazing guest preacher, Dr. Prabhjot Singh, who came and spoke about how the Christian psalm and the Jewish psalm that we were reading for the day echoed the wisdom from his own Sikh tradition. Sikh men are required at all times to carry five things on their person. One of them is the turban that you see men wear. They all begin with the letter K in Punjabi. But one of them is called a kirpan. The kirpan is like a little dagger, it's about this long. It's ornamental, but it's beautiful, and it kind of curves up this way. Men have to carry them with them at all times. And the reason for this is exactly the same reason that Jesus says that he brings division and not peace. Because any sick person who witnesses anyone being abused or oppressed or bullied Is required by their religion to stand up for that person. That kirpan is a reminder that justice can only be served by the sword, and that when someone is truly in a situation that they cannot get out of themselves, that they need someone else to help them. It's very rarely that a Sikh person actually uses the kirpan, so it's a little bit more symbolic but it definitely changes the way that they interact with the world and see it. You might remember after 9-11, the attacks that were taking place on Muslims and in general on brown people in the greater New York area and around the country. There was an incident in New Jersey where a sick man was being attacked. And one of the attackers said to another one, no, he's not a Muslim, he's a Sikh. But the Sikh man turned to the attackers and said, for your sake, I am a Muslim. It's that kind of solidarity with people, that kind of willingness to engage in division for the sake of justice that Jesus is preaching about. And what if we all followed that lead? Division and the sword are not always bad things. The word kirpan in the Punjabi language has two roots. One root is kindness. The other root is dignity. If you think about the sword that we must carry for the sake of justice as a combination of those two things, then it makes it easier to conceive of how we can actually go about using division and the sword in a holy way in the world. Every time we are marrying kindness and dignity for the sake of our fellow human beings, that is exactly what we are doing. Kindness and dignity. Aren't those things that you understand that Jesus himself values and wants us to act out in the world? Of course, there are Christians out there and so many of them in this country have come to a place where they are condoning violence and terror against our fellow citizens for the sake of advancing their own values. But that is not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is talking about the type of courage that Dr. Martin Luther King had in fighting for civil rights. Jesus is talking about people who are acting out of their own integrity And the litmus test you can always use to see if someone is using this division for this purpose of sacredness or for their own values is to see whether it is being used on the side of people who are oppressed. Those Ukrainians who were venerating those Javelin missiles, their country was invaded for absolutely no reason. If they chose not to defend themselves, well, then you've seen what could happen. Villages massacred, missiles indiscriminately fired on residential buildings, an entire society torn apart. And if they submitted to the Russians, well then, their entire country would be lost, would no longer be a democracy of their own making, but a vassal state of a dictatorship next door. What choice do they have? There is none other than to pray to this God, to this Jesus, who promises that in case of conflict, he will be on their side. My friends, a religion of peace that has no sword is a religion solely of the privileged. Let us be people who bring about peace, but only with the stipulation that it come with justice. Let us take Jesus at his word when he promises that he will be on the side of those who need him. And let us have the courage and the faith to walk in this life always ready to marry kindness and dignity for the sake of the gospel. Amen